The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Angels, we all have them. They're our unseen guides, our companions, our teachers, and they're all around us. Sometimes they make themselves known in the most miraculous ways. Join angel communicator, Reiki master, and QHHT hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman, for stories from real people who have experienced real-life angel encounters. Hello and welcome back to Real Life Angel Encounters with me, Christy Clemens Hoffman. I am an angel intuitive, Reiki master, and healing hypnosis practitioner in the Kansas City area, although I also practice most of what I do online as well. So in this episode of Real Life Angel Encounters, I wanted to draw from our social media. That is the Real Life Angel Encounters podcast Facebook group. And of course, we're on Instagram as well. But these stories are going to come from the Facebook group today. And many of you have posted your Real Life Angel Encounters. And so I wanted to share to a broader audience Um, If you'd like to join the conversation, please do join that Facebook group. It is a public group, although there are some membership questions in order to join it and um, also to um, post for the very first time. But it's a great way to connect with other listeners from around the world, to read their stories, share your own. I've had a couple of people post something and just say, hey, what do you think? And then other listeners weigh in. So I do hope you'll join that group. So, let's get to it. The first story comes from Courtney. And first of all, Courtney thanks me for this podcast, and you're certainly welcome, Courtney. It is a labor of love. Courtney says, I live in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It was probably around the end of July or early August, which means it was very humid and sunny in the middle of the day. She says, I kept going to and from my father's house, uh, being very unorganized. I think it's because uh, she's having to make so many trips. She says, I went three separate times, and I was driving, as I was driving north, I saw this older gentleman on the side of the road. He had a checkered shirt, gray hair, and glasses on. He was just an everyday-looking gentleman. He was stranded on the right side of the road, and I passed him. I took care of my task. I came home. I ended up going back maybe 10 or 15 minutes later. And as I passed him, I thought to myself, if that gentleman is there on the third trip, I would stop and help him. Well, sure enough, I did. And he said that he thought he was out of gas and he was waiting for his son. So I offered to go to the gas station, got the gas and put it in his Jeep. Still, it would not start. So we talked about what we might do, and I said, well, I think it might be best if you steered while I pushed it over here across the road on the left-hand side, 
to prevent any possible injury of coming from oncoming traffic. And that's when he stuck his hand in his pocket to pay me, and he reached his hand out to give me money. As I touched this gentleman hand, gentleman's hand, all I could feel and see was Jesus Christ illuminated, which felt like an odd pulsing or vibration. In a brief moment, we shared an unspoken agreement. I just looked at him in the eyes, and I said, Thank you. But no, because someday you'll be able to do this for someone else. I walked away from him thinking either this man believes so strongly in Jesus that it just emanates from him, or I in fact met the Christ. It has been said that one never knows when an angel or God are in our presence, which is ironic because I do not claim myself as a Christian. Rarely do I tell people that story. I just see their questioning and disbelief. But it was a feeling, a reaction, and images that were profound and lasted, and it was truly extraordinary. I will tell you that I was naturally born with psychometry. That is a, the gift of touching something and being able to basically read it. She goes on to say, Our energies touched first, then words our actions, and finally a human connection which produced an act of genuine love and service. Faith without words is dead. Yeah, that's Courtney's story. Now, I, I told Courtney, I responded to her that um, Jesus said something like, and I know I'm going to butcher this, so I'm, I'm sure I'll get emails about it. Whatever you do for the least among you, you do for me. It truly seemed like a miraculous encounter. And I've had this experience, too, where you just kind of touch someone's hand or look them in the eyes, and you know that there's something bigger and stronger going on. In fact, if you go back in the archives of this show, one of the very earliest episodes, it might even be the introduction episode, um, where someone is talking about having this type of encounter with a, with a woman, a live woman, and having this feeling that there was something divine going on, this connection that was beyond words. It's a beautiful story. And now I've got another story from um, Stephanie. I'm not sure where Stephanie's from. I don't think it's from my area. And Stephanie says, I don't know which of my encounters were with celestial angels per se, but I've had so many life-changing experiences. Last semester, I was feeling intense despair and doubts. I asked God for a clear sign that he or she existed. Then I went to bed. Hours later, I awoke very early in the morning to the sound of music. Puzzled that my Apple Music was playing, I lied there and listened. Within minutes, I identified the singer and the song, Universe and You, by K.T. Tunstall, right before I had heard the lyrics I needed to hear. And when you're on your own, I'll send you a sign, just so you know that I am me, the universe, and you. Gosh, what a beautiful story. It seemed undeniable to me that something else was going on. And you know, this is... This is something that um, I refer to as clairaudience. Clairaudience is the ability, the gift, to discern our intuition through auditory means. 
by listening. Basically, I mean, we all know what clairvoyance is. This is having our intuition through visual means, like seeing a sign. Or even it's you, you're driving down the same stretch of highway every day to go to work or go to school. And then all of a sudden, this billboard that you've passed so many times, all of a sudden you notice it. And it might have an image or a picture that has special significance. This is basically what clairaudience is as well. You might have listened to a song many, many times and you turn on the radio and you hear it and it's got a lyric that seems just for you. Or you hear music in your head or you hear sounds that other people are not hearing. It's basically having um, kind of an intuitive gift through the ears. And, you know, honestly, most of us have all four of what I call the clairs, clairaudience, clairvoyance, clairsentience, and claircognizance, but we'll have it in different degrees, and we'll have it for different times as well. You can't see me, of course, but right now I'm talking with my hands, even though there's no one else around me in the room, I'm still talking with my hands. That's how I express myself. Sometimes your guides, your angels, your loved ones will speak to you in a certain way. For example, you might have one guide or loved one who is more auditory. And you might have another that's more clairsentience and more another who's more visual. So once we get used to this, we tend to pick up on more and more of the signs. But I'll say that Stephanie's experience of having her music turn on when she hadn't even turned it on and then the song comes on uh, has to do with how she was feeling and putting out a clear sign that God was there and then the lyrics even coming right on at the exact moment when she was listening that had special significance. So pay, you know what, pay, just pay attention to that kind of thing. There really are no coincidences in life. So that's Stephanie's story. And thank you for sending that in and posting it to the, um, the Facebook group. Then there was a story from Patty. Patty says, many years ago, early 70s in Chicago, I was living with a guy. We did a lot of that back then, and I got a horrible flu. We had just been to a toga party and met this couple, both very blonde and very nice people. I was so sick, I was unconscious, and my boyfriend somehow managed to get these total strangers to come over and take care of me. I was not conscious for three days, apparently a very high fever. I have no recollection of this whole scenario. Apparently, these two people nursed me back to health and then just disappeared. We never saw them or heard from them again. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that this man and woman were angels. It was not my time to go. This is a true story, and I'm not making this up. <laughs> Patty, I don't doubt at all that you made this up. Isn't that crazy that um, these two perfect strangers would come and take care of you at a time when you most need it? And I just have to say, early 70s in Chicago, that sounds like a really great time to be alive anyway. Seems that we might have been a little bit more open to invite people to come home with us in that way, or even to take care of others in that way. 
even if you don't know them or don't know them very well. I don't know how much we would do that these days. But, you know, even if these were mortal humans who did this and not angelic presences, you know, I would say that it still would count as an angel encounter. Because, you see, angels and guides can work through human people and often do. Not that they're appearing transformed into a human, but that they may be acting through someone to put them in the right place at the right time, to open their hearts so that they would be open to doing something like this, or even just giving them the ability to do healing work in this way and take care of somebody. You know, those people may have been human, but just inspired or touched by angels that meant to keep you going. It was definitely not your time, as you said, and put them in the right place at the right time or put you and your boyfriend in the right place at the right time. You know, and that is something that I would like to mention now, too, is that pay attention to where you are, right? Especially if you get a hunch or an inkling about something. So you might get a hunch or an inkling that, you know, I really ought to go to this party. In fact, let me tell you a story about this. There was a woman, uh, I don't remember where she was living, but she got an invitation to go to a famous photographer's birthday party in New York. And obviously she did not live in New York because she needed to fly there. And it made absolutely no sense to go to this party, but she really felt that she should for whatever reason. She had to borrow money from her grandmother to get the plane ticket to go to New York for this party. Really made no sense. But when she got there, she met this guy, and they hit it off to where they ended up talking for quite some time, and she said within an hour of meeting each other, they talked about marriage. And they did end up getting married, having several children, and having a very happy life. So, you know, you never know. Pay attention to those, those urges, those hunches. And, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You know, we always want to be safe about these things. You know, use your other senses as well to determine if the situation is is right for you when you get there. Uh, but, you know, if you feel an, an urge to go to a party that you usually wouldn't go to or go to a different grocery store that you usually wouldn't, keep your eyes open. You know, you may be needed there for some other purpose. Maybe someone needs to talk to you, needs your expertise or something that you can help with. You just never know. And next, from the Real Life Angel Encounters podcast group on Facebook, Renee asks, what would you say if someone told you they are a real angel and existed as one before coming to Earth? (laughs) So we had a variety of answers. Um, Annette said, well, maybe they are an angel now as well. I've met angels that look like regular people. The only reason I knew they were angelic is because they appeared instantaneously, delivered me to safety, and disappeared just as quickly as they appeared. You know, this does happen. (laughs) Of course, I responded to Annette. I said, "Uh, we need to talk. (laughs) 
Uh, Renee answered her, that is correct. I've done so too. I've just been reunited with one of them after so many years. He called me again. Yeah. So, you know, we can meet people who are incarnated angels and that does happen as well. Probably not as much as some of us would think, but it does happen. I would say if someone told you that they were a real angel that was human incarnated, I might want to get to know that person a little bit better and see if I feel that energy from them. And if you do feel that energy from them, you might, you know, stick around and find out more about them and their story. If you have a good feeling about someone, you know, trust that. Let them show you who they are. So I wouldn't say that that's a bad thing necessarily if somebody told you that they were a real life angel. I just see for yourself. So another story is from Annette, who commented above and what I had uh, just read. Annette, I'm not sure where she lives now, but she says, My life has been saved many times because of angels who came to assist. Here is one of my first encounters with angels. At 17 years of age, I was caring for my grandmother as she was in her last stage of life. Her home was on the west side of San Bernardino, which was notorious for gang activity. The police did not enter the primarily African-American neighborhood from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m., so we were on our own to defend ourselves and our home nightly. One night, I heard the voices of two men outside the window in the bedroom next to mine. That was also where our phone was located. So I crawled into the room to the phone, which was directly under the window the men had already opened. Now, (laughs) I have to just interject now. Do do you remember those days? Because I do. You had maybe one phone in the house, and it was in one location. You know, and then, of course, we had the phones that you could carry around, the portable phones. But I remember when they were wired into the wall and you could only have them in one location. But anyway, I digress. She says, I was literally only a foot from the men as they discussed their plans. I was so frightened and started to dial the old rotary phone. Oh, gosh, I remember those days too. The rotary dial was rather noisy and I was carefully holding it as I dialed to reduce the noise as anyone would recognize the sound of a phone being dialed. Then I heard audibly in my head, why are you calling on man when he won't respond? (laughs) I then hung up the phone and started praying. Only you know the heart of man. Please speak the words they need to hear to change their intentions. Hmm. As I prayed, I started hearing their voices trail off as they argued. The man with the plans was upset that his shoes had mud on them. The other guy was so angry that they were right there, only feet from their intended robbery and assault. I clearly heard their plans, and they were not good. As they walked away arguing, I could hear an unidentifiable sound just outside the window that seemed to fluctuate as if it were moving to and fro. As I tried to figure out the source of this unusual sound, I leaned to look out the window and saw a man that stood so tall that his shoulders were even with the eaves on the house. He wore a hand-tooled, thick leather skirt-type garment with a sheath for the sword 
that he wore over his shoulder similar to a quiver. He had leather sandals that laced up his calves. He held a large curved sword that had a small that had small spinning wheels about 2 to 3 inches in diameter of fire that ran the entire length of the sword. The sword made a swooshing sound as he moved the sword back and forth from one side to another, stretching his arms out. Then I saw that when his arm was fully extended to his side, that the tip of his sword met the tip of another sword. I looked and saw another angel in the same garb, and when their swords were extended outward, their swords formed a barrier that covered the entire length of the side of the house. I heard the voice say, They are set around the entire house. You are safe. I collapsed in tears of gratitude as the men walked away arguing. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. And Annette goes on to list a backdrop to the story. The backdrop to the story is... We were in a heat wave, and temps had been over 115 for two weeks. That day in particular, it was a record-breaking 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Please understand that there was no mud anywhere. The argument between the men concerned the leader's new tennis shoes being muddy. They were expensive and now ruined. It angered him so much, and those muddy shoes was the only reason they didn't enter the window they'd opened. I heard him describe where my grandma was sleeping and where her purse would be and what room I was in. They planned who was going to take care of us individually. I was beyond grateful for the protection and relied on their presence and covering, which they provided for the rest of my stay. What an amazing story that was. I can't believe it. Um, This story makes me think of Archangel Michael, yes, but also the other angels that can be sent to protect us. Um, You know, Archangel Michael is really the, he's the leader of the archangels. He gets the archangels on the job who need to be on the job. So if you don't know who to talk to or who to pray to, pray to Michael because he'll get the right being on the job. But he can also send out sentries, and we can even call in for sentries. Now, Annette, in her story, didn't say that she asked for Michael specifically. She had just prayed that someone who could speak to the hearts of men would come and would help her and her grandmother in their situation. And in pretty short order, someone showed up. Now, if you remember how she described this being, being very, very tall, where their shoulders reached the ease of the house, She didn't describe wings, but they don't need to have wings. She described them having a sword that had some spinning wheels on it um, and collaborating with other beings who were also there to protect her and her grandmother. And 
when we put out the call, we have to know that we will be helped. As long as it's in our highest and best good, we will be helped. And it helps to imagine, even if we're not seeing these beings, but to imagine them, because our imagination is so strong. I just talked to a client about that this morning, about how the imagination is so powerful. But just to be able to imagine these heavenly beings being around the house and protecting us. You know, when my daughter was young, very young, like, I don't know, between the ages of two and seven, she had, you know, night, night, nightmares. I wouldn't say night terrors, but she had nightmares and she had fears of the dark. You know, most children do or many children do. And so we would pray together. And I prayed for there to be angels and sentries in the room, and I would place them around the room for her. And I'd ask her, well, which corner should we focus on now? And she'd tell me which corner, and she'd point, and I'd say, okay, well, let's put an angel there. And so we put angels all around the room, and that's something that I like to do, too, when I'm having a difficult time. I'm having, you know, some anxieties or some fears, because, you know, everyone does, right? And... I'll place sentries around my bed and around the room and ask for specific help. And that's something that you can do every night, too. In, and every day, in fact, in your home, you can place sentries and angels in your space and ask them to perform the sacred duty of protection and just holding that space for you and making sure that you're safe and that you are free from anxieties and free from worries. You can call in any angels or angelic presences that you like. You can call in ascended masters. You can ask for your loved ones. I know so many of my clients have loved ones that they've that have passed that they miss tremendously. They might have felt safe with those loved ones and that now that they're gone, they feel like they don't have that extra security. But I'm here to tell you, your loved ones have not gone anywhere. And you can call them in to be with you and protect you and just add another layer of security to your life. So those are the stories from Facebook. And I do hope that you will join the Real Life Angel Encounters Facebook group and post some of your own stories. Those could be read in a future episode or email me at angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com and send me your own angel encounters and you could be featured on air with me. I guess it's not really on air, is it? But we could record an episode together where you're telling your story and we can talk about it. That'd be great. Or you can just send me stories in the news or send me your stories and just ask me to read it out on the podcast. Many people have done that. But at any rate, I'd love to hear from you. So please do email me at angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. Join the conversation on Facebook on the Real Life Angel Encounters group. And you can always PM me there as well and let me know what you think of the show and if you have any stories, if you have any questions. I'm more than happy to help. And then if you would, if I could please ask a favor, a small favor, and that is to subscribe wherever you're listening now, whether that's on Pandora, Spotify, 
Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you happen to be listening. I know this is on other uh, avenues and other apps as well. Wherever you're listening right now, please hit that subscribe or follow um, on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Uh, I'm not sure if any of the other platforms will let you do this, but maybe write a little review or give this show a thumbs up because the more people like, follow, subscribe, write reviews, give positive reviews, five stars, then that means the more people will find this podcast. And the more people find this podcast, we'll get more great stories. And they will share with their friends, and it forms a pyramid scheme. So please join the pyramid scheme so we have more great stories. And whether that's a story from yourself, from a loved one, a dream encounter, a message you received from an angel or a loved one, or even something you saw or heard about in the news, because I've done those stories as well, we need your stories so we can keep this podcast going. And then if you also like to listen to other types of podcasts, check out the Radiate Wellness Podcast. On the Radiate Wellness Podcast, I interview authors and luminaries, specialists and experts in all types of fields that radiate joy, radiate positivity, radiate abundance, radiate gratitude, all the things that you know that you would like to radiate in your life as well. Get inspired. Learn something. Connect with something important on the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Probably wherever you're listening right now, you can also find the Radiate Wellness Podcast. And then lastly, you can make an appointment with me for readings, for a Reiki session, and Reiki healing, or even a, uh, <laughs> I, I like to say readings, Reiki, and regression. Or you could even schedule a hypnosis session with me. Introspective hypnosis I can do online. Clinical hypnosis I can do online. Or if you fancy a trip to Kansas City, and I hope you do, because Kansas City's a lovely place, come and see me for QHHT or quantum healing hypnosis tech. Nick, I am ready and available to take new clients. You can check out all of that, plus all of the other Radiate Wellness practitioners at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. You can even find back episodes of the Real Life Angel Encounters podcast at radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash Encounters, and you can check out past episodes of the Radiate Wellness Podcast at radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast. All right, that's it for this week. Keep those stories coming. And until then, have a wonderful time and talk to your angels. Special thank you to James Wheeler for the original music and Cassandra Harold for the voiceovers. Please subscribe and follow wherever you're listening now. And be sure to tell your friends. The more people know about this podcast, the more great story submissions we get. Submit your own real-life angel encounters to angelencounterspodcast at gmail.com. 
Want to know what your angels and loved ones have to tell you? Schedule an appointment with Christy at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.